Hey guys, what's up? Before we jump into today's episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast, I am super excited to tell you that today's episode is being sponsored by none other than Liquid Web. Liquid Web has new managed WordPress hosting. We connected maybe a month ago and I have moved my site over. And can I just tell you, first of all, it's screaming fast. I'm super pumped about that. The managed WordPress hosting that they offer, though, I'm going to go ahead and just quote their their tagline on the site, which is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Hands down, you guys, their support. Nothing beats being able to chat with somebody in the States when you need it, right when you're in the middle of something. And their support has been amazing. The migration was the easiest migration I've ever done. But I'm going to give you just a couple little tips um, to let you know how awesome this is. First of all, they create a new site. It's like click of a button. You can create staging sites. They've also just released these two new tools. I'm going to have to just display them for you in a post, obviously. But our stencils and tagging. So you can tag your site so you can find all the different sites you have in your account by tag. The stencil is like click a button and it duplicates a site for you. So let's say you've got a membership site and you're doing multiple memberships maybe, um, or a course site. Course site's even better example. You take a course site, you click a button, it's duplicated it. So everything you need in that site, if you've done some custom work for a course, it's going to be duplicated for you. So stay tuned for that. But they've, they've partnered up with iThemes Sync Pro also, which is kind of like, um, you know, a managed WP where you can update all your sites. And it, it this is amazing, you guys. So stay tuned. Uh, I will have a post for you, but I'm super excited to be working with Liquid Web for their managed WordPress hosting. You can check them out at the WPChick.com forward slash Liquid Web. Backup, speed, safety. It's all there, you guys. I am really thrilled to be working with them. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. I am crazy pumped because we have, we're going to talk about, well, two subjects, one, one primarily, but, um, copy and software. <laughs> and so our guest today is Lance Jones of Coffee Hacker and Air Story. Lance, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Kim. Uh, do I, can I call you Kim or should I call you WordPress Chick? <laughs> Kim is like all <laughs> well. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Kim is good. It's so funny, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I joke. I, it was. I love the domain name, and I fell in love with WordPress. I'm not a developer. I just I ran with it. I knew it, it was ignorance was bliss. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, it's got a, it's got a lot of personality that that uh, that that name WordPress chick the, the the chick part especially. So yeah, glad to be here. Awesome, thank you. And so you know, before we get into AirStory, which is your SaaS product, um, your for everybody listening, his his partner in life and business is Joanna Weeb of Copy Hackers also. So can you share with the audience uh, a little bit about Copy Hackers and, and your story with that before we jump into Air Story? Uh, sure thing. Yeah. I mean, Copy Hackers <clears throat> came about, I mean, it's an online resource. Uh, I mean, it looks a lot like a blog, obviously. Uh, there's a ton of posts. I think we're 150 plus posts on there right now targeting 
if people who work at, at startups or at larger companies, um, entrepreneurs, freelancers, anybody who wants to get better at writing coffee because coffee is such an important part of, uh, of business. Um, and, and it started about just a little over five years ago, uh, quite by accident. Joanna and I were both working for Intuit. She was working in the QuickBooks area and I was working in TurboTax and, and we knew each other then. And, uh, she, she quit, uh, by accident. She quit her job by accident. She, she had one of those emails written. And she didn't like her boss very much. And she had one of those, you know, I, I'm, I quit and it's all because <laughs> of emails. And, uh, and she, she had a few versions of that saved in her like outlook drafts. And, and one afternoon, it was a Friday. Uh, she had a lot of stuff open on her desktop and, uh, she ended up hitting send on, on one of those drafts and it went off to her boss and, um, that kind of forced, forced her hand to figure out what was next. We had been talking about, uh, the idea of her writing some ebooks for copywriting and maybe listing them on a website, uh, you know, and, and, and selling them directly to people. And, uh, and so we'd had those discussions, early discussions, and we just decided, okay, this, we got to do it. So she, she set out to write some ebooks and we, we posted them online and got set up with WordPress and, and got our, uh, got an article listed on Hacker News and kind of the rest is well kind of history it's it's um it's just continued to grow from that first day and that that first mistakenly sent email <laughs> that's an awesome story you don't have a lot of oops i quit <laughs> um, i know we couldn't believe it we tried everything to rec- help like recall the email i was on frantically on my laptop trying to figure out how she could recall it and there just wasn't any anything to be done um the gentleman received the email and and responded and and she she didn't try to retract her her email or you know and 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 she left yeah it was interesting it was it was quite a quite a weekend <laughs> no doubt it was like <laughs> I instantly the thought came to my mind of that and this was a regular movie folks but that sex tape movie with Cameron Diaz where they accidentally horrible movie but they upload <laughs> their sex tape to YouTube and it's like they're trying to figure out how to break into YouTube to get the servers back um that's pretty funny so I now, saw that yeah did you yeah not a great <laughs> yes. movie but no, no. funny <laughs> um so now are you but you're full time you guys work full time together right so at what point did you step into all of this with Joanna well, we were together uh, as a couple um, back back then in two th- the fall of 2011 when when all this happened with Intuit. I stuck around at Intuit for another six months or so, and then I ended up working for the conversion optimization uh, consulting area of, of Adobe. And so she, so Joanna, she wrote the eBooks. She posted them. Sales initially really went well because we were we were plugged into a lot of people in the startup world, and and she just continued to build that out and. Uh, write blog posts and, and write guest blog posts on, on on other on other publications, but uh, I, I did my thing for a few years at Adobe. I, I, I led marketing for a, a startup um, in British Columbia here, just outside of Vancouver, um, up until a year ago. And then it was we just you know we talked about it. We talked about it before, and it's like, well, Lance, maybe maybe this is the time because uh, Copy Hackers was selling some online. Uh, some copywriting courses, some video courses, and sales were doing well there. So there was enough uh, income to to support Joanna, myself, um, and 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 another person, a developer who we wanted to get started to work on building Air Story. So I started February first of of 2016, as did our developer Stephen. Basically, uh, a year today, a year ago today. That is friggin' awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and and you know what is um 
I was just thinking too, as you were saying, you know, you, you were doing, you know, conversion stuff and Joanna's got copy. I'm like, that's pretty dialed in terms of having a skill set to work together. I mean, that's ideal. Um, so congratulations, uh, on, on that freedom piece. Do you miss the, do you miss working at all with, with, you know, with the other companies? Well, and there were great companies and I got a lot of, you know, great experience and, and super nice, super smart people at both organizations. But I'd, I'd always worked remotely. Uh, well, for, for Intuit, I, I was in I was in their offices for like a year or two and then a f- three years out working remotely. Same, and Adobe was all remote. So it's it's always been Joanna and me working, you know, either in different rooms in our house. So right now we've got a nice big shared office space in a, in a new place we just moved into. But um, I, I, I do miss the going in and seeing other other faces and just mm-hmm. hearing some chit chat. And, you know, we use Slack for everything. So it's not like I, I, it's, you know, with Slack, you, you don't really feel like you're missing out on much, but you are missing that face to face just exposure. So, yeah, some 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 days I kind of long for that a little bit. And and other days it's it's wonderful. Right. As, as Yeah. 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 No, I'm right there with you. And there are times it's like I've got friends or whatever. I'm like. All right, we just need to find a co-working space and hang out for the day and we could do a little work. Let's go get lunch. But it's like sometimes you just need <laughs> that interaction. Of course, you guys have each other. Um, but that's great. So which is a good and bad thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna uh, say some days it's not great to be in the same room all all day. So yeah. <laughs> a little transparency goes a long way. <laughs> right, um, exactly. So let's jump into Air Story because from the copy perspective, you know, I've been doing this oh, almost nine years and it was, it was really over the last, I'd say year plus that I thought, girl, you got to go back and master the fundamentals and taking the time and energy to, to learn more about copy. And literally, Lance, I probably spent a year playing with headlines, whether it was split testing or rewriting headlines. And, and, and then I'm like, okay, let, let's get a little bit deeper in the copy. Let's get a little bit deeper into email. And it has paid off more than anything. <laughs> So you guys are essentially combining kind of the best of both worlds here. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've always taken an interest in copy. Not everybody I talk to, like especially my family members, what I mentioned, copy or copywriting, they're like, you mean like legal copywriting? You're, you're, you want to be a lawyer <laughs> or Joanna's a lawyer? So there, there was talking about copy. You have to be this kind of an inside circle that understands that 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 term. You, you have to get to a level of awareness before you understand, I guess, what, what, you know what that really means. But it's like part art and it's part science. A copywriting and then you know because optimizing for conversions has so much to do with with the words that are on the page right there's definitely design elements and everything has to work together to support the messages but those messages are are key but even with video right if videos unless you're doing a unless you're a youtuber like a daily vlogger i mean videos are scripted and those are words that are on a page somewhere that somebody's reading and and so yeah i i've really over the last few years developed huge respect for people who can write copy well and i'm always interested to help people get better at it obviously joanna is too she's she's really the star there well and you know it's funny with copy is i i sort of started saying i'm like it's not sexy until it is it's it's as soon as it starts working you realize the magic and that it's it's that marathon it's the long-term effects of good copy and good writing and so um i love that air story is essentially going to help everybody be a better writer so if you're going to do a much better job than I would. Can you explain what Air Story is? Sure. Yeah. Air Story. I mean, Joanna conceived of the idea, I guess, two years ago. And she, she just, she did a lot of interviewing writers. And initially she was interviewing like novelists and people who were self-publishing on Amazon. 
learning about their process for how they how they create these these books. And so she learned a lot about how, how people do their research and, and how they try to they collect ideas and how they store them and how they bring them together. Uh, but over the course of that first year, she she decided, you know, we talked about it, obviously, a lot. Where's the potential for a business? And there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of writers and a lot of aspiring writers. They might not have um, might not be making enough money to, to spend money on a on a on a piece of software, right? You know, especially when like Google Docs is free, Scrivener, you pay once for Scrivener and, and it's yours, right? You install it in your system. But so we, we, we wanted to build uh, essentially something similar to Google Docs so that it has all the collaborative aspects, the team writing abilities, the commenting, the threaded comments and, and all of the editor features. But we wanted to layer on all the things that she learned about how people actually write. And so Google Docs and Word, they, you're sort of always faced with this blank white page when you first, you know, start something up. We wanted to allow people to to have stuff to go on immediately, to just things to put in that document immediately. And so we thought about well, what about if this if this tool, if it looked, you know, kind of like Google Docs, could we could we somehow get templates in there and not just like the layout for a birthday invitation template, but real templates for like writing emails or for writing landing pages or for writing sales letters, right? Um, for people in business, could we use the document itself, that template to like educate and teach and then also give something that people could like just start using right away. And so we came up with this whole idea of the card library and the card library is the piece that looks very different from Google docs and word. It's kind of off to the side and you can, you can create these cards, these little snippets of content that you drag into your document. Um, and if you have people you work with, if, if, you, if you're working jointly on a project in a, do, in a document, any cards that they create are visible to you. And so you kind of build up this, this huge library of these content snippets that you're probably going to look to use over and over again. You can tag them. Like I said, you drag them in. You can, you can go off on the web and you can use our little Chrome researcher extension and, and grab text and image snippets off of any website that shoot those, that, that content into Air Story as cards. Um, and, and, and so all, you just build up this library that, that, that you no longer have to worry about where to start because you've got these cards, you've got these templates and, and you're, and you're off and it just speeds things up so much. Yeah. When you guys, um, I know I saw, I got an email regarding the templates and cause you guys are going to do like a, like a template marketplace. I don't know if that's there. Is that? Yes. We're, we're eventually like, we're just, we just announced uh, yesterday that, uh, we're doing Tuesday tutorials with Joanna where anybody can join her and she's going to walk through a template and how she uses templates to really crank out excellent copy uh, quickly. And those templates are actually going to be air story templates. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we're going to start this. We're going to start down this path of, of doing like weekly, weekly sessions uh, where she demonstrates templates and then gives people access to those templates. And, and then eventually that will become a marketplace where you could create a template that you, you know has worked really well for your business and you could actually sell that template uh, kind of like what you might find on theme forest for, for WordPress themes, right? That's going to be templates. Um, yeah. 
Well, it makes it so much easier when I saw that I was like, Oh my gosh, I could totally use some podcasting templates because I do, I've got the interviews and I've got solo shows and there's different formats. And, you know, for the interviews, I've got a pretty standard format, but a lot of people I know, it's just one of those things that anytime you've got a template, it makes it so much easier. Um, like you said, it's not <laughs> the blank white Google page. Um, so let me ask you this. What made you, so when you said Joanna thought of this, you know, a couple of years ago, um, what made you decide to go with a SaaS product as opposed to say a download? little piece of software or a WordPress plugin? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Well, I'm all about SaaS. You know, working for Intuit, uh, TurboTax is SaaS, QuickBooks Online is SaaS, uh, Adobe, they've moved their entire creative suite to online software, right? It's all SaaS. And so I definitely see the the world, the business world is moving to SaaS. I mean, it's all started probably with um, like Salesforce back in the early 2000s. And it's just really taking off. WordPress is, is a good question. I mean, we love WordPress. We use WordPress to power everything that, that is copy hackers. I guess the thing is, it's like, you know, we looked at the WordPress editor and there are limits to what you can achieve. Like, sure, it, I mean, some of your listeners might be using like these these uh, these page builders, right, where, where you can sort of drag and drop uh, layouts and you know multiple columns in the WordPress editor, but but the but WordPress the editor just its architecture really didn't lend itself that well to how we envisioned this looking with these cards and images that you could just drag into the document. It it would look it would have looked very different, and so because we couldn't figure out how to you know make that work necessarily with WordPress, we just decided to to build it from scratch because Joanna definitely had a good idea about how it should look. Well huge point and you know it's funny is i'm i'm working with this this these developers and partnering on it and he had this analogy of not being you know it's like being someone else driving you to work and yeah you're thinking great well they're driving the car it's their gas but if they want to listen to nickelback you got to listen to nickelback so you don't have a lot of control <laughs> right or if they stop for 2 hours so it's just you also don't have a lot like to your point you don't have a lot of control in the WordPress dashboard. And same thing. I, I love WordPress. I love SaaS products. I love them because it, one, I don't need my site getting more loaded down or whatnot. Um, but it, the, the UI on this is beautiful. It is so clean. I absolutely love the way it looks. Well, thank you. That's, that's nice. We, you know, we still have a, a bunch of stuff we're going to be adding. We have a, a really detailed roadmap, but it's, it's out there as of like February 1st today. Uh, we're going to be, you know, it's available to everybody. We're out of beta and we're definitely excited, but yeah, I mean, we're trying to figure out like with, with writing again, writing software, people are used to free, like, well, word's not technically free because you do need a subscription, right. To office 365, where you need to buy the software or the MS office software. Google docs is definitely free. So we, we had to, we're trying to come, we're trying to figure out how to, how to build something, you know, that's a monthly, that, that's, that, that is, you know, you're paying for it monthly, but we want it to be flexible and not feel too like, you know, if you stop your subscription, you don't ever have access again to your stuff. How we decided to structure it was if you, if you decide to cancel a subscription, of course you're paying monthly, so you can do that anytime. You still have access to all of your existing projects. You just can't create new ones. So we never take anything away from you. We just inhibit your ability to create more uh, without paying for a subscription. So we, we think we're striking a nice balance there. That's a huge value add. Or, you know, if somebody edit, and then I'm assuming it at any point, if someone says, you know, I'm taking a sabbatical for six months, they come back, then can they renew their subscription and get access to all their content again? 
Yeah, they just they log back in like with their regular login credentials, and they would go to their their settings page, and they would just hit you know reactivate, and then all of a sudden yeah, they no, well they, they I mean they can still access their old projects um, without hitting reactivate, um, and 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 when you want when that person wanted to create some some new stuff, then they would just hit reactivate to start paying so, to, so they could create new projects. So yeah, we're we're excited about that uh, about that piece of it. Well, it keeps the relationship going with, you know, with former customers that are now subscribers. It's like, they're still going to be, I'm assuming, on a list and be able to hear from you guys and get feature updates. And wow, that sounds really good. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's precisely right. Let me ask you this. So when you guys were mapping out building Air Story, um, and this this question kind of fascinates me is, how did you decide what would be in your beta launch? What would be in version zero? I'm sure there's this massive feature list and wish list that, that you want to go into, but how do you decide what to launch with? That, that is a difficult, that's a challenge. And, you know, we've got this in our office. I'm, I'm upstairs in our office downstairs where we work. We have, Joanna had this great idea of <clears throat> it's a big long wall and she painted it with like whiteboard paint. Nice. So it's all this glistening, right? And you, so we, we got the wall covered with marker with well, writing written in marker. And, uh, and it's all about our, our roadmap. There are so many things we, we've been around in circles on this. We've debated it. Uh, you know, we, we, we landed on, on this essentially, we knew that we would be compared to Google docs. And so we knew that we need to have, we needed to have a, a, a the level of functionality that, that, was on par with Google Docs. So the collaborative editing, so two people could go into a document at one time. Um, you know, you've got the commenting, uh, you've got a, a nice easy editor to use. That that had to be there. Um, you know, we're all about cards and kind of this drag and drop building of your content or your documents. And so that interaction, uh, the, the, you know, the cards had to feel good uh, as you're moving them over and kind of merging them with your the rest of your content. But we also knew that we, we, we had to, here's a good, yeah, this, I'm glad you asked because we we're faced with this choice of, should we help people get stuff out of AirStory? So, so to the, whatever platform they publish on, cause we're not trying to be a publishing platform. So getting it out to Medium or getting it out to WordPress, uh, or Google Docs for that matter, or should we think more about how people will feed AirStory those cards initially? And we decided to go with the latter. We, we do have a Google Docs export. It's, it's, it's fairly basic and we will be adding medium and WordPress exports soon, but we decided to go all in on the, the feeding air story. So we got a Zapier integration where you could like star any, uh, a Slack message or star a tweet, uh, or someone mentioned your, use your Twitter handle. Um, it, it would take those tweets and put it right into air story as cards. And then we got the Chrome. Uh, extension, the researcher together that allows you to clip everything from the web. So that's all, that was all about making sure people could feed air story, get that card library built up so they could start saving a lot of time as they're, as they're building, uh, as they're creating content. So, um, that's, that's where we ended up going, just making sure that you can get cards in and, and use those cards immediately. <laughs> I, I, so funny. I pulled up the, uh, thank you for that. I pulled up the, some emails with you guys and I miss the Zapier integration because I love that ability to, to pull tweets in and stuff. I mean, I'm always doing screenshots, you know, I've got this folder and Dropbox of screenshots of tweets. And so that is, that is gold. Um, you know, and I think, tell me this, like in terms of now, how long have you guys been in beta? We, we, we launched our beta on October 31st of this past year. 
And so, yeah, and then February 1st, we came out of today, we came out of beta. So with with the beta, have you gotten how many uh, feature requests or are you guys going to add this or like, is there anything that's come through with the beta testers that is specific to features that you hadn't thought of or that is part of your timeline? Yeah, absolutely. We heard from a lot. I mean, we're, we're huge advocates uh, of, of the idea of building up an audience or a list before you, you launch a product, whether it's software or just an info product uh, or an ebook. And so we, we've been collecting email addresses for a long time, you know, since like last spring. And so we built up a nice list of people who were interested in hearing about this product that we were working on. And so on October 31st, we sent out to that list maybe, I don't know, 2,000 people, uh, 3,000 actually all together. And then, you know, we had 2,000 probably show up to have a look around and a, and a few hundred stuck around to keep, you know, using it. Uh, and, and those people were active enough that we could reach out and ask them what they thought, obviously, have some conversations, and anyone could submit feature requests to us along the way. And so we got we got hundreds of feature requests, and the which feels overwhelming when I you know when I say that I kind of get some some tightening in my chest about it. <laughs> but really, when you get down to it, and when you look through and you categorize all those requests, there's only about 25 features. We're hearing the same things over and over. So. Once we get those 25 features out of the way, um, it's going to feel like a very mature, I think, product, and we just need to chip away at it. Well, and 20, that's a lot of features. <laughs> 25 it is. Features. Some of them are small. Like, you know, when you're typing tags, like our cards have tags. Well, right now, you know, you would type WordPress in one card, and then you, let's say you want to create another card. Uh, you start typing WordPress. Oh, you got to type the whole word out again, uh, which sucks. So, like, even like an autocomplete for tags is a feature that 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 people want. It's there's so there's a lot of small stuff. There's there's a, a handful of medium sized things, and then there's a few big ones um, that we need to build. And so the majority are the smaller things, and and just that'll just make things quicker for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would guess too, base there's, it's interesting with, with the feature set, right? For a piece of software and in terms of when you're looking at how many people requested it, then of course there's the, there's sort of this want versus need also, right? I mean, because a lot of times people think that they want something, even though they really don't need it or won't use it. But, um, and then. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Well, it's just, it's kind of, and, and trust me, this is so, this whole space is so new to me, but you know, people, I need, you know, a color picker for this. And it's like, you really don't, you really, really don't. We'll supply X amount of colors for this because there just comes, there's that conversion element, right? And I mean, you're in, you, you know, that too well in terms of, you know, changing the color of this may or may not have any impact on the conversion. So, uh, when it comes to, and then of course, there's that element of the actual work involved and how many hours go into adding that feature. And then do you guys get an ROI on adding the feature? Yes, exactly. Do, yeah. And, and really when we think about do we, we think about like, does the broader, user base get ROI for that? How applicable is it to, how impactful is it to how many people? And that's generally how we, that's generally how we think about it. But yeah, there's a lot of requests that come in that are just because people are used to working a certain way. So they don't see that in this new solution and they want it, right? They, or they think they want it. And we just, you know, have to kind of stand firm sometimes, you know, medium is a good example. 
people praise the medium editor largely. There's some criticisms, but largely people think it's a beautiful editor. Well, they don't have a formatting toolbar. It's not until you start typing and then highlighting text that you get like four ways to mod- to, to format bold, italics, like hyperlink, and there's one other one, I think. And, and that's it. And so they've gone extremely lean on the formatting toolbar versus Word that has over 100 formatting options, probably closer to 200. Google Docs has, I imagine, 100. And so it's always this finding users. We want to find users who, who get, you know, what we're trying to do, uh, trying to find people who get what we're trying to do and uh, who understand our mission. You know, that's a good thing to communicate to people so they understand when you make calls like, well, we're not going to be we're not really going to. I'd be adding a feature like that and they might, they should get it because they understand what our mission is and what our whole philosophy on building the software is. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And and part of your mission is to help people get better content created and, and to right to build on that content library in essence. And so your mission is for them to do well with their content. I'm totally simplifying it. I don't know, <laughs> but no, that's, that, that's right. And we want, we don't want to be a, a, the platform for, I mean, we have a lot of formatting options, maybe 20 or 25, but, but again, we want to, we think people are going to be exporting a lot of their the things they create out of our story, and then they could do some of that formatting in whatever uh, tool they they're used to. Um, we want to give them a good head start. You don't want to export you know just plain looking text into WordPress and then have to go through your whole article formatting. Not not that at all. But there may be some things that you'll end up adding in whatever platform you publish in. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, and I think it's great, you know, your point to Medium, I've only written one post on there, but I did, I downloaded this, it's called Refly Editor for Mac. Yes, Refly. Yeah. And I was, and and it's funny, because I was using it really more for writing maybe an, you know, email copy beforehand or whatnot. But there is something about that distraction free writing space. And while yes, I know I can do that and go full screen in WordPress, but I know I'm in WordPress, so then I just start editing and formatting as I go, which completely takes my brain out of the writing space, you know, as opposed to staying in this editor. Um, so what are, can you share a couple of the features that were requested, maybe more common requests? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, well, I mean, we have, we have had a lot of formatting requests. Like I want to be able to add a table to my air story document and, and, and so that that's you know that's a fairly advanced piece of formatting. We're not sure that's really something. You know, there's probably going to be issues with trying to export that that table to other tools. And so, you know, we made a call. You know, to look at that down the road. Some people would would like a feature that you know that basically clears the entire screen so that all they can see is the document. And and we get that completely. But we also we also know that. Any, if, if we pull the, the card library out of the view, it's, it's, it's less useful. Um, so we, we, we just try to make it as clean as we can. There's a way to sort of move some of the stuff at the top of the page out of the way. Um, and you can actually close the, the, the card library kind of drawer, uh, and, and then bring it back. But, but we, we haven't, we haven't take, taken this design perspective of like just white and white only because we're our philosophy is is less about the white page we're trying to get people away from blank blank pages we understand the the focus part of it uh, uh, that comes with that but on the other hand we want people to have these things in front of them that will let them get content into that document quickly so there's kind of this push pull on on something like that um well it's a pretty distraction free writing space i mean it's a very 
like I said, it's, it's, or it's gorgeous. The UI is totally clean. So there's a difference between a blank page and then sort of distraction free writing. And you know, how many times I've, I've grabbed stuff. And then if it's, I love the fact that the cards are there. And cause if, if it's not, it's like, Oh yeah, now I need to go back in and add that to my content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the thing is with feature requests, they're all over the map, right? Like we have some people that say, can you turn this into a mind mapping tool where I can connect all these sort of disparate ideas and have that all showing and, that, you know, that's not what we've, what we've got. And this, the air story lets you outline. It's got a little outlining tool that lets you take entire sections, uh, collapse them and, and drag them and move them around. And, and, and when you go back to your document view, you'll see all those moves that you made, you know, via this outliner, but not mind mapping. We've had people at requests for, you know, Pinterest integration, oh. but Pinterest is really just images. And we give, we give you that ability through the researcher uh, Chrome extension. And so, um, yeah, some of it's just like educating. Like we ask people why, why, how would that be useful? How would you intend to use that? Or why would, why, why do you think that would serve you well? And then, you know, just taking the time to, to find out what's behind those requests is helpful because we might actually hear something and go, yeah, actually that, that's true. We should think about that. Or we just, we just go, well, we are, you know, we've sort of already thought about that and that's not the path we want to take. So, uh, we're, you know, unfortunately we're not going to be able to incorporate that anytime soon. So, yeah. There, there's probably an alternative or an explanation or, you know, a reason behind this is why we're not doing that. And this is an alternative to that. And amen yes. on not including mind mapping. I, it's, I could never get my head around it. I love outlining, <laughs> love outlines. Um, and so, you know, I think from that perspective too, again, it's, this is more, the goal is really to, to help support people in creating really good content and pulling everything into one place. Um, so, mm-hmm. so what was the process like for building this? I mean, I know that's a very <laughs> broad question, but if, you know, the, from idea a couple of years ago, and you said you guys started developing it a year ago, longer, I was saying that originally air story was going to be a tool for traditional writers or novelists. And so Joanna partnered up with a developer out in New York city and they started to build this primarily as an, outlining to outlining tool that had this this idea of cards and and so there was a lot that went into that that build of our story that was focused on on traditional writers and and about six or eight months in um they decided to part ways uh amicably because the vision that each of them had was different joanna wanted to go you know the freelancer copywriter and 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 small business uh for for customers and her and her partner developer wanted to stay focused on writers and so you know joanna just you know they just decided to divide things up uh the developer kept all of his code uh all of it joanna kept some of the original designs and the name air story and and then she had to go find a new developer and so we found our 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 one and only developer currently steven who he worked with us at intuit so we knew him really well he knew us really well and we brought him on he left his job at intuit uh, bless his heart, uh, to join us, uh, on this, on this endeavor, you know, starting to build something from scratch because he had no code to start with. And it's, it's been a year of him just really cranking out a lot of code, uh, to get us, uh, to where we are now. Wow. That's pretty intense. So it's the three of you guys are pretty much doing everything. And, and, and Johanna's got her sister, um, uh, Sarah out in Calgary as a paid employee, um, doing, doing, uh, customer support, c- customer success. I think trying to figure out, you know, 
who's getting value, why, and if people aren't getting value, how we can help. Uh, so there's four of us on, on the payroll and we want to, we want to grow. We need to grow. We need a, we need another developer for poor Steven. That, guy, <laughs> that guy's a trooper for just doing it himself. You know, it's amazing what he's built. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I am. Yeah, totally impressed. And you guys have integrated intercom. So, and how's that working to support the platform? Uh, I love intercom. I've tried so many products, messaging products, like email marketing products, um, automated messaging products and, and intercom is it. I, I used it before. I, I wasn't sure if we try for air story, you know, it, when you add the different modules, it can start to get a little pricey. And of course we're on a budget with four of us on payroll and, and no paying customers yet just since we just launched. But, um, but yeah, I love intercom. It allows people to reach out to us anytime through the product. We can message automatically to people who are like, if somebody is there in their fifth day in air story and they haven't created more than one card, I can send a message to that person both in app and, and via email and say, here's why creating cards is going to help you so much. Right. And then I, I can even uh, uh, tag that email and, and give it a goal so that I'll, I'll, I'll get notified if people are actually creating cards after I've sent that email, the intercom keeps track of all that stuff. And so it's so powerful for, for understanding what people are doing, what they're not, and then getting in touch with them uh, about whether it's over mobile in, in their mobile, uh, in their smartphone or on their desktop or via email. Um, you know, it's just so powerful. I, I can't say enough about intercom. That's awesome. It's kind of become the standard, I, I think. And it's, it also looks great. It totally, it blends with the UI. Um, so how long, what, what made you guys decide? So it was it a three month beta, right? Did you just, is that based? I mean, obviously you both have a lot of experience in this space. So was that you felt like enough time to get the, the data and get the feedback? It was, it was a combination of things. It was definitely that we wanted to be able to get enough people into AirStory to get feedback where we would start to just get repeated requests. And I, so I mentioned that, that that definitely started to happen probably in December. We started to just really see the same things coming in. And so that was one the one element. A, a, another big one was uh, there's four people on payroll and copy hackers is paying salaries. And, and so Joanna wanted like to get this thing out there and and see if we can we can cultivate paying customers uh it just just for you know we're, we're bootstrapped so we're not we're not we haven't been funded and so everything comes from copy hackers and we wanted to relieve some of the pressure that copy hackers feels in you know selling courses and 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 other things online for copywriters because that takes time to create courses it takes joanna away from air story and we want her working in air story with us the rest of the team and so we, we just have to start generating revenue so it was it was part revenue need and uh, taking that pressure off and part do we have enough info to go on to launch like publicly yeah oh i think it was a personally i mean i know i haven't done a ton in it but I, three months i think that was a great you know a lot of people pre-sell software nowadays a lot of times there's not a beta so um and i think it's great do you have any fun stories or sort of case studies with clients that you could, or, you know, uh, customers that, that might be helpful for the listeners? You mean in terms of the beta use? Yeah. Just having used air story. I mean, like, again, I know yeah. <laughs> I haven't used it a ton, but, um, we'll definitely be sharing it, you know, with the posts and some videos. So yeah. What, what are some yeah. of the things that people are doing with it? Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's funny. Some people have really like given us ideas about where we need to go. Like, uh, you know, people who, 
who really have a, a process for, for building content. We heard from quite a few people that were saying, if only you guys could create some kind of a template library that, that I could access, either creating my own or accessing others. You know, that idea came from beta, uh, beta users. This idea of a universal, universal card library where people could share any cards universally with any AirStory user around the world and, 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 and vice versa, right? There would just be this huge library of cards where you search and and get these little snippets. That came from from uh, a few beta users. You know, we we definitely learned about you know bugs. We, some things broke. And we have to expect that with a beta. You know, uh, some people lost uh, so, you know a, a document that they created. Uh, there was a few people affected by kind of like a major bug and. Oh, we felt we feel awful when that that kind of thing happens. But there's you know beta users know. I think it, we communicated to them that things could be at times unstable, and as they persevered with us from oct- end of October forward, it would get better and more stable, and 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 it did. And so we 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 just you know the nice thing about a beta is that we, we got we found people got really really um they formed new habits with air story and and they became uh they fall fell in love with it and and it's just so cool to hear from people and so i i know a whole bunch of our beta testers now uh you know we haven't met face to face but but just by email or or chatting it's been incredible um yeah it it just so for, for us it was an incredible source of of ideas of validating the idea because anybody who's looking to build their own product, whether again, it's an info product or, or software, you, you really want to get the validation before you, you start hunkering down, putting more money into it. And, and beta users uh, could be an amazing way to get that validation. As long as you got the right beta users, if we had a bunch of traditional writers coming in, which we did initially, we're going to get feedback from people that aren't going to be our customers who aren't going to pay for our story. And that was an important lesson for us to get the right beta users. If you want to make a decision about whether it's a good uh, market fit. Well, that's huge. And that the, to your point of, of the, that where Joanna pivoted with the original developer um, is, was that, let me back up a little bit, obviously with copy hackers and the background of that, um, knowing who to target. I mean, what was the decision? Was it based on knowing, I don't know how to say it without being derogatory that, that, no, go that ahead. okay, I can take it. no, it's not at you. It's not at you. It's at writers. So I don't want to be offensive okay, okay. To, to novelists. Like, well, they, not, you. you know, like, here's a great example let me, <laughs> where, you know, I was more interested in, in the, the project that I'm doing in a SaaS because there are so many people that won't spend money on WordPress plugins. It's just, it's, I think that that's shifting, but you have this mentality of free and open source where when it comes to marketing, um, there people don't, marketers don't think twice so much about something that they can invest in that's going to help them scale their business and, and impact the bottom line. Right. So that's yes. where I'm looking at. So that's where I'm without saying that writers are cheap, <laughs> novelists are cheap. I don't mean that. Um, but was that part of it knowing that maybe, you know, the freelancers, the bloggers, the, the content creators from a publishing standpoint, as opposed to say a novelist, um, was it looking at those markets and saying this one tends to invest more in these types of tools and this one doesn't? Yeah, we, we were, we went around on this too, like originally with the traditional writers and, and, you know, we came to the same conclusion. Um, money's tight if you're an aspiring writer. So you just, you know, uh, let's see, what is it? If you have, if you have more time than money, you, you want to save money. If you have more money than time, you want to spend money, right? To save yourself time. Yeah. And so writers tend to be in that former category, saving money, 
and, and spending more of their time maybe working with a less than optimal tool. So, so we moved away there for, for that reason. We also thought about students because we know our story is going to be great for students, like university students. And, and the problem is, you know, we can ask them to pay for that themselves. Uh, it would be better if we could do licensing deals with faculties at universities or entire universities, but that requires um, people power. We need a team of, to, to start selling into that. So we, we we sort of put that market aside for now. And so with marketers, entrepreneurs, freelance writers, designers, consultants, we went there, one, because we already have a huge audience of those people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like dumb not to tap that market. And, and, and two, for the exact reason you mentioned, is that a lot of those people are making money in their businesses or they work for a business and you just don't feel you won't feel that pinch and you, you will spend money on tools that help you get better or faster completely. And it well, and it completely complements everything that is written and taught through copy hackers, right? So it's, it's this complementary tool to what you guys support through content and, and education anyways. I mean, yeah, we just got, we just got our air story business cards and t-shirts that I'm going down to San Francisco coming down your way to San Francisco uh, next week for a, a SaaS conference and our t-shirts and business cards say content is everything. Everything is content. We believe so firmly in, in content and, you know, the bars being raised all the time and there are more and more people producing content. So there's more noise. But if you're, if you're trying to get noticed online and you're trying to get business online and, or you have a product of any kind, you, you're going to have to write content to, to, to bring people to you. Good content, great content. And so, yeah, that's where that, that it, it just fits so nicely. Like we're all about content and great content and, and we build product that will hopefully get you there faster than you could using other, other solutions. I'm totally going to quote you and get a t-shirt printed for myself. Because I've been, you know, it's funny. I'm like, I, I always say that you either need to have an, a deep pockets for massive paid traffic, or if you're in this for the marathon, you know, you have to create content and you will get better. It will get easier and you, you test and you tweak, but you know, it's amazing to me what quality content can do, you know, months down the road for you. That's something you created months ago. And it's just, it's that trust piece. So, um, <laughs> thank you for that yes. validation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's why I mean WordPress. So we, we we love WordPress, right? And people who build and and blog with WordPress. I mean, I, we've just been so fortunate because of the content we've written, and and we were helping other people write content, and we we heard lots of stories about. You know, something they wrote a couple months ago, they were frustrated that they weren't getting any traction with it. And then all of a sudden things opened up and, and they ended up higher on, on, you know, the search results page uh, or somebody of influence shared that article. And then all think all these good things start to happen. So it, it's incredible when you when you take the time to produce something great, great things will definitely happen. Yeah. And it's worth it to take the time to produce something. I took, I don't know, a couple weeks on a post that had a few videos. I had a content upgrade, but I'm like, it, it pay, it continues to be one of my top Legion sources on my site. Um, let's talk a little bit. I know we're winding down here, but about the pricing model for this. Can you share, you know, how that works for people who are interested in getting in? Yes. Yes. We, we, you're asking about all the things that we, we struggled with. <laughs> well- what do we what do we launch with? Who do we go after, and how do we price? So those are the three biggest ones. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it's it's tricky. I mean, we so we had a, a lower price point originally, 
uh, because we thought we were going to be going after students and, and maybe some traditional writers. And we've, we've since, you know, changed our target market to be businesses. So businesses that are making money and who value their time and want to get good content out there quickly. So we, we've not been shy about um, increasing, you know, the price we're charging for, for air stories since those first discussions. And, and so it's, it's, but it's really quite easy to understand. It's we're doing a per user price uh, and it's $25 per user per month. So if you're a team of one, uh, like a, a freelance designer, a copywriter, uh, or entrepreneur, solopreneur, then 25 bucks. And we think we know how much time, those people are going to save every month uh, and it's going to be more time every month. They use it more. It'll just keep getting. So, so we're, we're we feel good about that for, for larger teams, a team of five, it's five times $25, you know, 10 times 25 for a 10 person team and, and away you go. And it's just, um, you know, you can add and remove people as you need on your team very easily. Uh, so we've kind of followed Slack's model with letting people sort of, you know, add people, remove people, adjusting that monthly price, but $25 per user per month. Which is super affordable because again, this is, this has been a massive education and new space to me as I step into something and to learn how for everybody, I just want the the listeners to understand this, Lance, in terms of how many elements of cost are pulling into one bucket, <laughs> in essence, because the the understanding of the cost of servers and more resources from a technical perspective. Then, of course, you've got salaries, you've got development, you've got support, you've got marketing. It's like, I, you know, it it always, it, it I don't know. Again, using mm-hmm. the WordPress plugin as an example, it's like when people get angry that they have to renew a plugin license at $79 and it costs them that once a year. And I'm thinking, do you have any idea? <laughs> and I'm not a developer, but I know what goes into that stuff. How much is behind that? And so there is, there are a lot of things pulling from that one, you know, <laughs> profit center yes. in essence. Yeah. We, we thought about this. If we, if we had a thousand solo printer, solo users, you know, at $25 per month, that 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 barely co- uh, covers the cost of um, one and a half North American based developers, and so we we we, we don't want to stop with just solopreneurs. We hope people add other team members, obviously, and, and so we can we can continue to grow the product and the team. But it's a great example you bring up because you know WordPress has largely been. Uh, well, there's just so many great free plugins. The App Store, the Apple, uh, the App Store is another example of 99 cents. And if something's 3.99, people are outraged. <laughs> totally. and it's, but so, but the price of gas goes up 10 cents, and people get it right. So it's 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 the anchoring and that conditioning. So you know we're 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 trying to um, we're trying not to fall into that trap. And WordPress would have been tough for us to do for that reason that you that you say um, because of those expectations about how much things should cost. But I mean, I use Thrive. Thrive leads. We use it for copywriters. I love it. Thrive. But but and so I'm happy to renew it. But when the renewal message comes in from your WordPress plugin, I do feel that initial like what? Uh, you know, like you know, we got to pay this again. And then I have to remind myself, wait a second, right? Let's get real. You could be paying monthly it. for another tool. <laughs> Absolutely. And I look at some tools we're paying for and our hosting for Air Story. Even just just getting out of the gate here is at, at least eight hundred dollars a month for for all the the things that we had to set up with Amazon, uh, their web hosting services. And so you're absolutely right. And we don't want to apologize for that. We, we just, we just need to make sure that people get at least that much value, hopefully like 10 times that much value every month. And then nobody's going to say anything about $25 a month. I don't think they will. And my guess is in terms for like where you guys are headed and, um, is, 
creating that dialogue with subscribers as well as customers, potential subscribers and sharing it because I, it, it, like I said, it's been a huge learning curve for me. And so I'm sort of on this mission to get people to understand how much goes into this. And I, I think when you've got a relationship with your audience, it kind of removes a lot of that friction or that barrier. Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ideally, your, your, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For your audience. I mean, I just, it's, there's, there's so much, uh, oh, I don't know what it, what it is. It, it's it's intense and it's difficult. You know, any product, whether it's eBooks or info products and, and courses uh, or or SaaS software. Um, just I, I hope when you, you know your listeners they, they have a good idea and they validate that idea that they really push forward with it because it's so rewarding and and eventually this becomes a, a more passive income, right? Like, uh, like especially things that just sell themselves on a website, like a, like a course, a video course or, a, or an ebook SaaS, you know, it's, you have to be pretty active because you want to learn about what your customers are doing and supporting them. And so it's not exactly hands off, but it's still the idea that people are signing up overnight, right. For your product and, and starting to pay you for something they're getting value from it all. Just, it, it feels really good. I, I could never imagine being outside of this world anymore. You know, I started off as an investment advisor 25 years ago and I hated it making cold calls. Uh, hmm. This is, this, this is it. Um, yeah, right now. No, this is awesome. And I always use the example, um, for, for there, another piece of software that I love is CoSchedule and to have seen the, to go from like an editorial calendar to everything else it does, but yet the content they create and the, the webinars and the training and the, the free white paper, the downloads, it's like, I'm so loyal to them because I hear from them all the time. I mean, it's a great tool, of course. Um, yes, but, but yes. you know, um, I, I think I'm assuming with, with where you guys are going, that that'll be part of the strategy <laughs> as well. Yeah. Like we, again, so I, you know, content is everything, everything is content. That's, that's like belief number one for us. Belief number two would be that educating people is the, is the, the, the way to make the best customer. Like they will be loyal to you because you've taught them something. Uh, you know, it's not just, they're not just paying for your, your, your product. It, it goes way deeper than that. So we believe heavily in education and that's why we're, we're starting out with this Tuesday tutorial to, teach people how to how to write uh better emails and landing pages and sales letters and you name it uh, video scripts so so yeah education uh really really and en- en- endears people to a product i think and now i i totally agree there was somebody that i had subscribed to i kid you not um about email marketing and i was a subscriber for a year and I just paid attention to what he was doing and how he was doing it. And then I subscribed to his $97 a month physical newsletter. But I was, I just, I really watched. I paid attention. So it's kind of one of those, I think, for anybody listening, you don't just launch something and, oh, it didn't work. It's like, nah, just hang out <laughs> and keep going with it. Um, yeah. So, you know, as we wind down, obviously, so congratulations on, on the public release. And obviously, I'll have all the links to Airstory. It's airstory.co for everybody listening. They will be in the show notes. Um, can you, awesome. sh- can you share any, um, I, I don't know, what, what's the plan for the rest of this year? Obviously, launching, scaling and all that good stuff. Anything you want to share with, you know, last notes for the listeners? Yeah. I, I, I mean, we, we've got this roadmap. We really want to, uh, help people get stuff out of, out of our story. That's going to be our next big push. We're, 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 we're wrestling with the idea of, can we continue to bootstrap this? Because we, we know what the roadmap is. We know we'd like to get there quickly, 
uh, and, and it might require us going out to get some uh, outside help or funding to, to make it happen. And we just, we, we kind of feel badly for Steven uh, being all on his own and we want to hire help for him. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really, um, in, we're really happy to share our roadmap with, with people and with, with our, with our customers. Uh, we, we thought of even like having a page that shows the, the things that are coming next. We haven't got there yet, but because we haven't finalized everything, but, but we're planning to do that kind of like an open roadmap and, uh, and we just um, we just don't want to ever like over the next year. It's going to be so important. It's one thing for bait to to to, to take uh, suggestions and get feedback from beta users. They're not paying you. Well, for us, they weren't. Uh, now that people are going to start paying, we have to closely understand what it is they're trying to do or get out of it because it might be different as a paying customer than someone who wasn't paying. And so that that's going to be a, a lesson for us, I think, to, or something we need to remind ourselves of. Um, what happens when people start paying people's expectations go up. We have to make sure that everything feels good and secure and, and, and safe with their documents. You name it. So uh, it's a whole lot of stuff, Kim. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, it's like a, yeah. It, uh, yeah. That's it, it. It's all good. I, and, and everybody, I, like I said, I, I did get access to beta and I just didn't get to dive in the way I wanted to because of this other project I have, but now I'm down to, Okay. We're going live pretty quick. I need my content strategy dialed in. So, um, it will be an active part, um, of what I do. Um, so, and like I said, everybody listening, I'll, I'll be doing a post and, and with some videos and behind the scenes for that. Uh, but I love it. Uh, congratulations, Lance, and to you and Joanna and your whole team. I just, it's beautiful. It is a, a lovely piece of software that will totally save tons of time. Well, thanks again. That's that's very very nice of you to say. Um, we're we're excited about it and what it's what it's going to do for for people. And uh, it's always fun to talk to somebody who you know is 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 building a business and experimenting and and trying to learn. So it's been it's been a blast. This is actually my first show talking about Air Story and and, and the building of it. So it's been a, it's been fun. Well, thank you so much for, for being on. I have totally had a blast and thanks for letting me deep dive and pick your brain on the pain points. I appreciate it. Not a problem. And feel free to reach out to me anytime. <laughs>